You're listening to the Webcomic Beacon at webcomicbeacon.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Webcomic Beacon here at webcomicbeacon.com. I'm Fess, and uh, let's see here. It's been a while. Um, for those listening in the RSS feed, still catching up uh, through the time that we went on hiatus this past summer, more or less. Um, it might not have been a long time. Anyway, so here am I. Here I am. And <laughs> how do I podcast? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a little bit something that's been going on recently, and uh, I wasn't really going to do anything, uh, an episode or anything about this. And then, uh, and then it started uh, getting picked up by other sources. It's like maybe I should really do this, especially since the person who who sort of is the uh, the one that spoke up the most about this in the community was also be was also on the uh, this sh- this show before. Please welcome back Alex Heberling. Hello, I'm back. How's it going, Alex? It's been a crazy uh, last 24, 30 hours, but it's otherwise been pretty okay. <laughs> and for people that don't know, she's mostly been from, uh, there was a, a comic that was called The Harbinger, of, of which uh, uh, no, which was a long Garanos. time ago. Garanos, who wasn't Harbinger, but I kept it calling her the Harbinger. <laughs> That's right. It, it, it was Garanos. I thought I, I was remembering it. I remembered one, but not the other. But uh, so that's that's when I, I I met you back back in those times, and you since uh, made your own little blog comic at alexsguide.net, and uh, most recently uh, something called the Hughes. Now I'm not sure if you've been on the show since you've uh, started working on that project. So how about you go ahead and uh, plug a little bit about the Hughes? Tell us about it. Yeah, the Hughes is uh, my post-apocalyptic magical girl story, and I've kind of been poking at it since I was 12, and uh, last year I kind of got the bug to work on it again, so I I started making it into a comic, and uh, I started updating it uh, in January of this year, and that is what I've been working on all year. Um, and in August, well, late July and the beginning of August, I had a Kickstarter to helped me work on the comic full-time while I did the third chapter. And so I guess that's a good segue to to go into the story. Oh, yes. Tell us about what happened. Well, my Kickstarter. My Kickstarter goal originally was $3,000. It's a pretty modest goal as far as comic Kickstarters go. Um, And I figured I would probably get it. And I did about mm, two weeks into the campaign, I think. Um, so a little while into the campaign, kind of towards the end, actually, now that I think about it, um, I got this amazingly generous, quote unquote, pledge from this guy for a thousand dollars. And it was like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. Uh, it pushed me over into, into a stretch goal where everyone got, you know, more stuff and it was like, great, 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 great. Um, so the Kickstarter ends and, uh. Uh, several weeks go by and I start making all the rewards and I'm working on the comic and all that good stuff. And in early October, I started shipping out physical rewards. So I had some posters, some bumper stickers, buttons, that kind of thing. And on October 11th, I got a charge dispute from Amazon payments for a thousand dollars. Dun, dun, dun. 
And I mean, it was obvious that it was the guy who pledged $1,000 because he's the only one who pledged that amount. So that kind of started the spiral of self-doubt, like, oh, my God, what did I do something wrong? What's going on? What do I do? Uh. So when you get a charge dispute as a merchant, as an Amazon payments seller person, when you get a charge dispute, uh, you have 10 days to respond to the dispute, whether you want them to fight the, the charge or the dispute on the, your behalf or whether you just accept it. And I mean, mm. for me, $1,000, that's it's a pretty big deal. That's a <laughs> yeah. quarter of what I made from the Kickstarter. Um, so I said, yes, fight it, because this guy's claim is bullshit. I had until December to give his stuff to him. And I mean, it was just... Okay, now let's, let's stop right there. So um, was this a self-imposed... Uh, December uh, for a date for getting stuff out or a <clears throat> Kickstarter thing. It's like so. What 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 constitutes uh, the the allowed amount of time for a charge that can be disputed? As in, uh, I'm going to guess as in he was claiming not received anything uh, for payment, which is why he was disputing. Correct. Well, I don't actually know what the reason was that he filed a charge dispute because Amazon does not tell you that when they send you the notice. Mm. So I wouldn't, I won't know what he claimed until I hear the outcome of the appeal. Okay. Um, but the reward tier that he chose on my Kickstarter was the highest one. $500 was the tier amount for that. Okay. And I had put in the, the estimated delivery date of December, 2013. Mm -hmm. So that was sort of my personal defense that I that was the evidence that I submitted to Amazon Payments in order for them to dispute the charge back on my behalf. Mm -hmm. And so I submitted my evidence, and I mean, I'd just been waiting to find out which way the shoe, the other shoe was going to drop mm -hmm. until a few days ago, when I got contacted by. The guys at Anarchy Enterprises, they're an indie game developer, and they had a Kickstarter uh, this year as well. And they emailed me about this guy, uh, asking if, hey, did you have a really high pledge from this guy, and then he tried to dispute the charges later? Huh. <laughs> So then I was like, oh, my God, yes, I'm so glad. I thought I was going crazy when I wrote them. You know, I wrote back to them. And after I kind of got that email from them, I started looking into things more. And there there are all sorts of discrepancies between this guy's profile on Kickstarter and the information he gave me in his survey for shipping and stuff like that. Uh -huh. Like his Kickstarter profile, which is not no longer um, active. Uh, spoiler alert. Imagine that. <laughs> Said he was from Iceland. Okay. His shipping ad address was in Malaysia. His name on his Kickstarter profile and the name on the credit card, which I can see in my Amazon payments dashboard, were not the same. So I don't know if this was a stolen credit card information or, or what was going on. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's that. And it, it just it felt really, really fishy. And so then a few days later, the guys from Anarchy Enterprises write me back in, in sort of a group email blast um, <laughs> saying, 
yeah, there are dozens of us that it, that this has happened to. And and it was a whole list of, almost, of accounts. Sounds like a secret club almost. <laughs> almost. Let me see if I can uh, pull up the accounts. Yeah, it's like, I'm really happy to hear from you. I just received a disputed charge for my project. Not only did he pick the highest reward tier, but he also doubled it. He donated, you know, or another one was he donated $6,000 to ours and it went through on Amazon. Then almost three months later, it was disputed. He already spent every penny of our funds and there's no way we can refund this, nor do I think it's our fault at all since he pledged the money. And then there's just like over, there's over 50, uh, you know, highlights from all the emails that they received because they contacted everybody that he's ever backed Mm. on Kickstarter. So at this point, I mean, it's like it says it says right when you make a pledge, this constitutes a contract or or I think that does that uh, or or also or maybe that's PayPal. Well, anyway, I'm, it's yeah, it's, I'm not sure of the exact verbiage that yeah. uh, you see when you back a project on Kickstarter. But but um, has has he gotten any of the money back from any of these people or they have all that been successfully disputing or what's been going on? Or can you say? It appears that he did. He has gotten some of the money back, or at least that the creators, a few of the creators, have had to pay the money back mm. um, to various, you know, financial consequences. I mean, a lot of the times, you know, people have already used the money to fund whatever the project was, and so they're either out of their own pocket to to make a, to make that up, or mm-hmm. they're just. They're just fucked. <laughs> right. And uh, th- that's the thing about Kickstarter. I mean, it's 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 for backing a project, not necessarily a guarantee for an, an order of any product whatsoever. It just isn't. Yeah. Um, Kickstarter is not a store. I mean, they they remind you of that everywhere in their terms of service mm-hmm. and in their uh, guidelines and and when you make a pledge i'm sure too yes exactly so it's not like it's not like you know it's like i can understand paypal has a certain time frame of which you can dispute a charge for not getting you know you say you not get a product you know things like that and i'm pretty sure the same exact thing is with credit cards too is like hey you made a payment but you never received the product though there's a time limit for both of them whether it's 30 days or 90 days i'm not entirely sure but it's most, like most credit card companies um, are around 60 days. You can dispute a charge. Yeah. I mean, I can understand. And, and the guy, when the guy did it to me, it was like right within, it was like a few days before the 60 day window would have passed. And it was right after I'd posted an update that I was shipping rewards. Hmm. So, so I have mean, have you have has this group contacted the the credit card company and and, and put this information because this because this sounds important for the credit card company to know because it sounds like he's he's a a risky person to hold especially if he has a visa because visa will freaking shut off your credit card <laughs> at, if you sneeze wrong with it. I know, right? I actually I can't determine what uh, company that the issued card was from my payments dashboard so i don't know which company amazon is uh, you know amazon is fighting on my behalf and my mm-hmm. appeal well hopefully uh, with uh uh with this information sort of getting out there um anyone with the kickstarter is probably going to double uh, take a look at their their uh their pledges and take a closer look at uh, you know some of the questionably higher donations and and try to see if everything matches uh, and then they'd be able to have that fuel 
uh, for a dispute in the future. Um, and if it hasn't gone in already, I'm pretty sure Kickstarter is in on this. Uh, they know about this now since they've clearly they, they banned his account and Kickstarter is probably talking with Amazon about, Hey, you know, I mean, it'd be dumb if they're not, I'm sure they have some sort of relationship with Amazon in which they'd be able to say, Hey, here's some additional information we, uh, our community has found out about. Could you also bring this up to whatever, since clearly Amazon payments is, is privy to certain more information. I'm pretty sure there's, there's privacy and policy and legality of why, of course, they don't say everything, uh, p- related to this particular dispute. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's, that's why, but at least they can bring some of that stuff up, I guess. In theory. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have since gotten a personal reply from Kickstarter, uh, cause if people who didn't follow it yesterday, uh, I got the email of all the, the responses from the other creators from uh, Anarchy Enterprises yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know, the last few weeks have just been incredibly stressful while I waited for the outcome of this, this appeal. And then after seeing all of these other people, you know, lamenting what was going on and not knowing what to do, then I just got mad. And then I went to <laughs> and then I went to Twitter and started just vomiting out all my feelings. <laughs> um, so, uh, wait, you're you're still waiting? Yes, I'm still waiting to hear f- um, from my appeal. I mean, it's this has all happened very very fast. Mm. Um, I mean, I put in my evidence for the appeal on. Gosh, that was, I think October nineteenth. So I've been waiting for, you know, three weeks mm. to find out whether or not I'm going to have to cough up a thousand dollars or not. Um, so then, you know, yesterday I started writing about it on Twitter because I just I've been keeping this kind of secret and only like my family members and a couple close friends know about the situation. So then I was like, screw this guy. I'm going to make sure everybody knows about it and make Kickstarter do something about it because, you know, the power of Twitter, the power of um, shaming. <laughs> right the power of twitter screaming and stuff like that so then i then i also ca- kind of cross posted it um on tumblr and mm-hmm. i screen kept all my tweets about it and put that in a post and that just exploded after about 20 minutes i'm like still drowning in reblogs from that from yesterday afternoon <laughs> it's it's really kind of remarkable um and so then, yeah, then uh, a guy from Comics Beat got in touch with me, and I, I gave a short interview about that. And then uh, a couple other places picked up on the story, too. And uh, a little bit after the interview with the Beat went up uh, is when people started noticing that the guy's uh, Kickstarter profile had been deleted. What was that? What's that? No, what'd you say? I said uh, a little bit after the interview that I did with Comics Beat went up, it was probably around five or six o'clock, maybe a little earlier than that. Uh, the that was when I started noticing people in the replies on Tumblr saying that the profile had been deleted. Okay, yeah, I was seeing this on on Geeko on the Geeko system post um, five fifty five p.m. Eastern. They received an update from. Uh, a member of the Kickstarter team saying that uh, they've banned him outright and they canceled his uh, his uh, pledges and such. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, this is, I mean, what I mean, 
what is the point of doing this other than just being a massive dick, you know, just trolling? It's, That's like the part that I really can't suss out. I mean, there's no reason. I mean, he's not getting yeah. any additional money out of this. He's I mean, it's a huge risk just to, 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 to I mean, it'd be different as if. Um, unless I mean, unless he was using stolen credit cards in the first place, and he just wanted to get a bunch of free stuff and and really, really screw over a bunch of little guys, and it, it, it's really incomprehensible. And a lot of comments on the story as it's gone around online have been to that effect. Like, what does? There's not really much gain out of a couple free posters and some buttons. Right. I mean, some of the some of the campaigns that he backed that you could see on his profile before uh, it was deleted were for like some interesting little bits of tech, like 3d printing or, you know, iPhone accessories or, or bullshit like that. But I mean, a lot of it's just, a lot of it is just so low stakes. It's like, I mean, (sighs) assuming that he was using multiple different payment methods, possibly from stolen credit cards. I mean, it's, it's, it's possible the people that are disputing um, are not this person. Yeah. It's it's entirely possible that. Yeah, it's just from the timing, though, and from some of the comments from the other creators that I, I read in in the email, it almost seems like he has some measure of control over this. So, I mean, I just don't mm-hmm. know. I don't get it at all. So, I think this is mostly a lesson for people to uh, keep in mind. Uh, don't send anything out before 60 days. Um, so that, you know, for, yeah. for things like that. And, and, uh, I don't know what sort of access people have to foreseen, uh, payment information versus, uh, profile names and things like that, uh, when you get that information and, and such, but, you know, uh, double check that sort of stuff. But definitely, I, I would think, uh, in not send out those stretch goals. I, I kind of wish there was actually some sort of, um, built in system for, for stretch goals. Uh, because honestly, the stretch goals are, are even like, I mean, Kickstarter's already a more, already a sort of on your honor sort of thing. Yeah, and the yeah. stretch goals are even a more so on your honor, <laughs> so to speak. But uh, I, I love how they normally do play out for getting that more money. I just think uh, people need to have a little bit more due diligence and have that sort of 60 days thing as sort of like... Uh, you know, the safety net uh, for the creators uh, in such a way as like maybe don't work on any of the stretch goal stuff until till after that 60 day, but work on your 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 main thing uh, for sure, because that's the main thing. I don't know. It's it's. Yeah, I mean, he, he this this pledge is kind of it did push me over into one stretch goal, mm-hmm. which I mean, it was an extra poster. It's not like I was out a huge amount of money, <laughs> you know, if. Oh, well, shipping costs. (laughs) Shipping costs a little bit, but I mean, I was already shipping one poster, so adding another one wasn't going to be, wasn't going to impact the shipping prices that much, really. Can you you include the shipping cost or require the shipping cost um, within uh, one of those pledge tiers? Are you allowed to ask for shipping amounts after that tier? Or or how does that work? Because I thought there was some sort of like technicality about shipping. Well, for domestic shipping, um, you know, things that are staying in the country, they ask you to account for the shipping costs in the pledge amount. But for international shipping, they have a little checkbox that you check to say, add X dollar amount for international shipping. And you can type in however much it's going to cost to ship internationally. Okay, okay. So don't ask for shipping after the fact. 
Also, it's yeah, kinda, shipping, I think it's kind of bad form. It, it's bad form to 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 surprise somebody with, oh, by the way, you need to pay for shipping on this because that's yeah. you really should be upfront with all costs and and also you really should be mindful of that before making a Kickstarter, understanding that shipping is probably going to be at least what percentage of 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 the of the money do you think is probably going to go to shipping? I mean, I was a crazy fool and I I I budgeted like a thousand dollars for shipping just in case <laughs> out of my original goal of three thousand. I was like, I don't want any surprises. I'm just gonna raise it by this much right. just to cover all my bases so that I don't have to worry about nasty surprises. Wonk right. wonk. Yeah, and they, they also <laughs> say to to budget a certain percentage for uh fees and uh bad credit card numbers that just don't mm-hmm. charge. And I mean, I had a couple when the when the campaign ended. I had a couple backers that dropped just because they didn't uh, fix their credit card information. But yeah. that amounted to like sixty dollars. It was not a big deal. <laughs> I, I had to change my credit card uh, partway through. Uh, I think because the expiration date happened, but I couldn't mm-hmm. just, f- I just couldn't put a different expiration date on at the time. So it was just like it, I knew it was something I had to change. But uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I I know. Uh, See, uh, uh, Ben. Ben has his opinions of of, of Kickstarter, <laughs> and uh, oh, everyone's got their opinion on Kickstarter. Well, he's been very. Although vocal I, re- I encountered about. remarkably few uh, jerks about my situation yesterday. I think I noticed like one real nasty guy on Tumblr, but then it just got buried in reblogs. So if anyone was uh, casting shade in my direction, <laughs> then I didn't really even see it. Right, and I've seen some people <laughs> like talk about. Uh, I've seen some commenters. Uh, where they're like, um, and it's like, oh, you're in a breach of contract with this. It's like I paid for a product, and it's like you, you're an idiot. I mean, it's like you're not buying a contract. You're you're not in a contract for a product. You are not really an investor that actually has a an actual stake or share in this. So you're- yeah, and in fact, you know, share offering shares as against uh, Kickstarter's guidelines in the first place. So yeah. I mean, that doesn't say that, you know, sometimes people still say, you know, you, you get like a, a certain credit, like especially with the video uh, work or even, uh, oh, wh- which which one was it? It was uh, Antarctic Press had a had a Indiegogo where um, they kind of had a bad investment and they appealed to their fans to help them out. And they even offered like, you can be like a, an editor or an assistant editor or, or something like that. Or like an executive producer credit. Well, yeah, or sometimes people even say that for like video (laughs) stuff. But the the other one was is it was actually still really cool because it's like an actual company that says like, yeah, we'll send you all these. You can look things over, and you can you know we'll have you in on an inter like in in a meeting, and you can bring up some things, and and you can get an editor credit, uh, which is like I really really wanted to do that because that'd be so awesome. (laughs) But I really didn't have the money to do that. But I was really close to doing it. It's like, yeah, granted, but that's not like a share. That's, you know, that's a credit name and everything. So anyway, <laughs> I still like Kickstarter Indiegogo. There's some really great projects on there. And I, and I tried to do like a little Indiegogo and Kickstarter uh, thing for a while where I, I pointed out a few things, but uh, it never really seemed to pick up with anybody who was following the site or uh, um so I just kind of let it go by the wayside since there wasn't really an interest. And it just took up so much time just to sit there and look over everything, even though I still mm. would like to, uh, to you know, g- give a shout out to people to of things that I think are really interesting. I, I just don't have the time for it. So, 
Yeah. But. I mean, I, I still, I still think, I think Kickstarter has handled this fairly well on mm-hmm. there. And I would have liked a more sort of definitive statement about we're going to uh, develop a, a, a better policy on the, what if this happens again? Because mm-hmm. I did get a, I did get a personal response from Kickstarter today, um, which I think was sort of mailed out to everybody who'd had a campaign that this guy had backed, mm-hmm. um, saying that you know they would uh, be able to help me if I had my uh, dispute still ongoing and help facilitate, uh, you know, Amazon payments and everything like that. Cool. Um, so I am hopeful for a happy outcome in all this. Yeah. And uh, I look forward to using Kickstarter again for whatever project I end up doing next. Yeah, Kickstarter's not too terribly uh, proactive, but they react fairly quickly once it yeah. gets public. <laughs> <laughs> and after like the last 24 hours, I, I, I kind of feel like maybe some more of my ire should have been uh, directed towards Amazon payments and calling them out as well. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that's water under the bridge. So we'll see if any sort of uh, policy from them gets enacted, hopefully. Water under the bridge as well as that troll is. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's kind of funny. There were lots of people from uh, from Malaysia who were commenting on my Tumblr post like, oh, man, this makes me want to emigrate to Singapore. And how <laughs> dare he bring this upon the, <laughs> the Malay people? Okay. It just makes us all look bad. I was like, oh, you guys are precious. <laughs> all right. Well, Alex, I do want to thank you very much for uh, coming on to record a special episode uh, of the Webcomic Beacon about this. Because, you know, it's it's something that uh, definitely needs to be out there, uh, uh, you know, to let people know. And uh, hopefully we can, you know. You know Creators uh, beware. Yeah. Protection and all that sort of stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, once constant ag- vigilance. <laughs> constant vigilance. <laughs> all right. Well, once again, you can find Alex Heberling at alexheberling.com for for links to all of her current projects as well as the Hughes at thehughes.alexheberling.com. Uh, what was what, what did you call that again? Uh, Post apocalyptic magical girls. There you have it. <laughs> and uh, we'll post, I'll post links to the Comic Speak article and the Geeko System uh, art, uh, article. I think it's just mostly quoting the Comic Speak one and uh, in the show notes. And you guys can check that out. Otherwise, that is all for this particular episode. Um, we'll be gearing up for. Uh, I got a couple of more shows I want to do some interviews with, but we're also going to be doing our top 100 favorite web comics of all time. So look for that in the coming weeks, as well as the whatever we're going to do for a semi-finale episode, semi-finale episode, semi-finale, finale, finale. <laughs> the semi semi-final episode of the web comic beacon. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, this has been Fess of ArgerComic.com and Alex Heberling of AlexHeberling.com. Peanut butter and jelly. 